Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Today's episode is brought to you by Fox and Stallion. Fox and Stallion is a Victorian mystery comedy fiction podcast about the best detective team on Baker Street. No, not that one. Season 2 will be airing in 2024 and is currently crowdfunding through May 1st. They have stickers, personalized in-universe thank you letters with wax seal, calligraphy, and all of it, and even a tier where they solve a mystery that you send them. They do want me to note Fox and Stallion cannot guarantee the solving of any mysteries, but they will try their absolute hardest for three to five audio minutes. This show also has everything you could want. Jewel heists, asexual detectives, lavender marriages, and a really old cat. You can find and listen to Fox and Stallion anywhere you listen to podcasts or on their website, 224bbaker.com. That's 224bbaker.com. Hey there, this is Jeffrey, executive producer of Unwell. This show is possible because of the support of our fans. And if you are enjoying the show, we hope you'll join us as a member at audaciousmachinecreative.com. For just $5 a month, members get all kinds of cool behind-the-scenes content like annotated scripts, deleted scenes, and full tracks for the original music in the show. You also get an ad-free feed not only of Unwell, but all the fiction podcasts we make. You can find out more at audaciousmachinecreative.com. Again, join us at audaciousmachinecreative.com and help us bring you more great audio fiction. Hi there. This is Jeffrey with one more thing before we start the episode. As you probably know, we share content warnings in the show descriptions for every episode. We wanted to give you an extra heads up here. This episode gets a little more intense than previous ones. If you're the kind of person who likes to check doesthedogdie.com before watching a movie, we'd recommend going to the show notes and checking the content warnings or taking a look at the transcript. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy. Daniel Burnham made big plans. Chicago's ashes in good hands. We all work together. There's no reason why all mysteries can't be solved. Rudy! Yes? When are you going to the observatory? Just a moment. No, no, it's fine. Please stay. Try the order. Ow! Yes? Talking to your class again? No, not quite. I'm hosting a function. A function? You know, one of those wine-and-dine academic galas where important and like-minded individuals hobnob in exchange for funding? Attend a lot of these galas, have you? Not personally, no. But if certain opportunities come my way in the future, I will be practiced. I'm sorry, did you need something? What time are you going to the observatory? I'm not going to the observatory today. You're not? No. 
I'm hosting a fun- A function. Got it. Can I borrow your keys then? What for? Giant mystery hole leading into who knows what with spooky voices saying, go back. Right. Sorry. I sort of plum forgot about that. You and everyone else. But now that I can walk without eight ibuprofen, I thought it was about time we got to the bottom of this. (gasps) Don't. Literally? Can I borrow your keys? No need. The observatory isn't locked. Why? I'd like to say it's because I believe all knowledge should be free, and therefore, like a church, available for those who seek it, whatever the hour. But really, I just keep forgetting. Give me your keys. I'll lock it. Would you? That would be great. Uh, one second. Here you go. Rudy. Yes? What are you hiding? Hiding? What makes you think I'm hiding anything? Everything? No, I'm not. It's just... My room is a mess. Uh Uh-huh. My room's always a mess. But this is less entropic disorder and more... Nesting rodentia. Uh Uh-huh. And there are under things on the floor. Ew. That's all you needed to say. Sorry. I should probably do laundry. What day is it? Tuesday. I definitely need to do laundry. Note to self, do laundry. Anything else? No. Uh-huh. Sorry about the interruption. Where were we? Yes. Thank you. Come on, you're letting the heat out. Mom, where'd you hide my keys? I didn't hide your keys. I had them last night. Did you check your purse? Yes. What about your jacket? Yes, of course. What about inside the mouth of the ceramic frog on the mantle in the dining room? I knew it. They aren't there! Teach you to accuse your poor old mother of hiding your keys! Are you ready? Abby, is there a coal mine nearby that no one... Oh, the observatory. You forgot. No. Well, yes, but... We finally found a new doctor for mom, one her insurance would allow, and we're pretty sure is not a member of the Delphix. Maybe. Anyway, this was the earliest we could get in, and it's all the way out in Jackson. I understand. Tomorrow, then? Tomorrow. I have plans to spend the day with Marisol at the record store. I thought you were giving her space. I was, until she started to realize I was giving her space, and so... I'm spending the day with Marisol. What about the evening? Ah, when you say spend the day... Are you coming? How did you... You stole the keys? I cannot tell a lie. Let's move it. Look, let's make a plan when I get back tonight. Sure. No problem. We'll make a plan. Whatever. Uh, 
Dr. Beltham is still not here. I'm aware. Then I assume you're here to ask more questions about your friend. Wes. His name is Wes. And no, actually, excuse me. Ah, you're going back in the hole. Where are the others? No others, just me. That does not seem safe. Nope. Shouldn't you wait for others? Look, Dr. Tendulkar... Miss Tendulkar. Institutions were reluctant to grant women such titles in my day. I'm aware. Are you? I've written papers on it. Good for you. Miss Tendulkar. Is there anywhere else you can be, like, anywhere? Oh, yes. Fine. You were using a cow hitch. Yes. Ah. Do the hard sciences have some insight into knots they would like to share? No, no. But as a sailor's daughter, I do think a clove hitch would be better. A clove hitch can slip loose. Only to a point. Once you pass that, it is perfectly safe and you wouldn't need so much rope. Which doesn't matter, because this time I brought plenty of rope. The right kind, too. Not some hundred-year-old, out-of-date leftover. I realize that could be deemed as an insult, but really, I was merely critiquing our rope choices from our last attempt. But doesn't the fact you recognize it could be perceived as an insult mean that you do consider me a hundred-year-old, out-of-date leftover? Possibly. But I wouldn't have said that out loud because you are my only backup in case something goes wrong. Here. The walkie is switched to voice activation so you don't have to hit the button. And I've set up a speed dial on my phone so you only need enough strength for one number. One is Lily, two is Rudy, three is Marisol, four is 911. That would be emergency services, the police, the fire department. I know what 911 is. Right. I would start with Marisol. Lily is out of town. What about Dr. Peltham? He seemed... busy. Again, perhaps it would be better to wait until one of the others is here with you. I'm quite capable of doing things on my own. So was I. More than capable. And while I hate to be reduced to a cautionary tale, there is a lesson to be learned. I'll be fine. Out of curiosity... You haven't noticed anything weird about Rudy. Everything about Dr. Peltham is out of the ordinary. True. Different, then. I... I cannot say. He has not been here as much in the last two weeks. When was he last here? Right before you were here. And even then he seemed... Distracted? It is fine. He is busy. Everyone's busy. As long as the telescope is built, that is all I care about. That should be it. How will you get back up? I cannot pull the rope. I watched some videos on the frog ascending technique. It shouldn't be too difficult with this harness. I'm fairly certain neither of us believe in luck. No. May your preparations be adequate. Thank you. <clears throat> Walkie check. That means I'm testing. I know what it means. Copy. Walkies are working. Do you remember how far down Lily went before she started hearing things? Marisol? No, sorry, that was me.
Should be any time now. Listen closely. We may lose communication. Let's see what we see. Abby? Oh, you asshole. What are you doing? Abby, stop it. Nora, are you hearing this? I only hear you. That's what I thought. I changed my mind. Can we go back real quick? No. We are doing this. You are not Gail. You are not my sister. And you are not going to scare me off. When I was a kid, I used to play a game with myself where I would try to prove to myself that other people existed. Maybe there's an arrogance there, too. Abby. Please. Can we not? Stop. I don't want to be here anymore. Abby. 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 Stop it, Abby. Go back. Are, are you sure this is safe? I'm not listening to you. Ugh. You never listen. Abby. I hate you, Abby. I hate you. Go back. Stop it. Stop it. It's for science. Get out of my head. This is not some stupid experiment, Abby. I don't want to do this. Abby. I've made it to the bottom. Are you all right? What did you hear? I don't know. Something doesn't want us here. Looks like I was right. This is a chapel. Chapel Hill. There you go. There are pews. There's an altar. This should all have decayed. The weight of the hill pressing against the structure, not to mention the foundation and building of the observatory atop it. What is below the hole? Where did you land? I'm behind the altar, to the left, facing the pews. Move forward about 15 meters. There are pews in the way. Is there an aisle? Yes. Move down the aisle about 15 meters from where you are. Must be another opening somewhere in here. Okay, I'm standing in front of the baptismal font. What? The baptismal font, the pool of water used for either spritzing or dunking babies in order to endow them with theological favoritism. I know what a baptismal font is. Well then, why am I standing in front of it? Nora? That, that is directly beneath the telescope. starts from beneath. I'm not seeing anything unusual here per se. The font is stone while the rest of the chapel is wood, but I'd hardly say that is unusual for a fountain. Any markings? Any arcane script meant to invoke ritual power, you mean? Yes. No. There's not even a cross on it. Huh. That's... It's hard to say because it looks really flush, but I'd swear the stones of the font extend below the floor. 
One second, Nora. That was a book. I know that sound anywhere. Sermons. I found Silas Lodge's book of sermons. Is any of it relevant? Maybe. Let me check. Let's see. No confession about slaughtering indigenous people. It's just a bunch of stories. The little girl in the woods. The woodcutter in the woods. This one's just a title. The Miller's Cat. Once upon a time... What the fuck? There was a cat who lived with a miller. The cat was precious to the miller for all the mice it caught which kept the grain safe. What the actual fuck? Nora, can you hear this? Because of this, the cat was allowed to roam anywhere it wanted. Anywhere, that is, except the windmill. Nora, I don't know if you can hear me. I'm coming back up. But the cat was curious, as all cats are, and it thought there must be lots of mice inside the windmill. The miller will be so proud of me if I should catch them all. So one evening, as the miller left, the cat snuck in through the door before it shut. How clever am I, the cat thought. Now I'll jump up high so I can see all the mice. So the cat leapt onto the millstone to survey its new territory. And that ah! was when the wind started to blow. Shit! The wind blew against the sails of the windmill, which turned the axles, which moved the grinding stone right onto the cat's tail. Shit! The cat yowled and tried to leap away, but it was no use. The cat was firmly stuck. And as the wind blew, the stone growled further onto the cat. First, its back legs. Onto its middle. The belly. Its bones. Its body. Ground into fur and dust. Nora! Nora, use the phone! Call Lily! Call someone! The cat tried to call out, but it was nighttime and the miller mistook it for normal caterwauling. Finally, just as the grinding stone was about to crush its head, the cat cried out to all its future kin a lesson to take to heart. There are some places cats shouldn't go! Do you still want me to call someone? No. No. We're good now. I heard... I heard that man. Interesting. Did you catch his voice? No. Another anomaly. I'll add that to my spreadsheets. Next time, I think you should wait for other people. Next time. I think you're right. This episode features Kathleen Hoyle as Abby, Joshua K. Harris as Rudy, Anoja Vedya as Nora, Julia Shafini as Gail, Mark Soloff as Silas, Marsha Harmon as Dot, Clarissa Cherie Rios as Lily, Amelia Bethel as Marisol.
Written by Jim McDonald. Sound designed by Alexander Danner. Directed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Music composed by Stephen Poon. Recording engineer, Mel Bruder. Unwell lead sound designer, Eli Hamada McElveen. Executive producers, Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner. By Heartlife NFP. And a special thank you to our supporting producers, Mike Beal, Calico Davis, Steve Diamond, Bill Gardner, J.D. Horn, Olivia Howard Doner, Nick Keenan, Carolyn Koskasten, Megan McLean, Aurora Natalini, and Caitlin White. Heartlife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land. Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the year 1889, there was nowhere in the world more exciting than London, England. Three cheers for Inspector Lestrade and the bad boys of Baker Street themselves, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson! Solved! By Sherlock Bloody Holmes of 221 B Baker Street. Well, with any luck, we'll get a new brutal murder any day now. God, I wish. It's truly shocking you haven't solved anything in five years. The boys are both out of town for some case about a dog in Dartmoor this weekend. Sincerely, Martha Hudson. London's number two detective team just became number one. Fox and Stallion. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at 224BBaker or on our website, 224BBaker.com. It's like they say, big breaks are 90% luck. What's the other 10%? Luck.